Hey guys, welcome to this new edition of Hellmouth Hotline. I'm your host, Rodney Stewart. We're getting into a little review now on uh, the Hammer House of Horror box set. This episode is Visitor from the Grave. I hope you do enjoy it. And uh, just before we get into the bulk of the episode, please go check out coinsagemedia.com for everything else that we're doing uh, as far as podcasts and YouTube channels and indie films go. So, uh... Let's get on it, guys. This is Visitor from the Grave. This is a fantastic little episode. One I would highly recommend you going and checking out. Uh, it stars Catherine Lee Scott, Simon McCorkendale, Gareth Thomas, Nia Nadasi, and Stanley Libor. Um, basically, at the beginning of this here, uh, Penny... Uh, played by Catherine Lee Scott. She's an American living in England with her boyfriend, uh, Harry, Simon McCorkendale. And she has had some mental problems in the past and she's uh, trying to... She's addicted to pills in some way, shape or form. And you keep seeing this throughout the episode. And, you know, you can see that she's psychologically scarred for whatever, whatever happened in the past. But at the very beginning of the episode... Uh, Stanley Libor character Charles turns up during the night at their country cottage whenever uh, her boyfriend Harry isn't there and he basically breaks down the door and comes in and he's looking for the boyfriend he's like he owes me he owes me sort of thing and she's trying to fend him off and he attempts to rape her at the start she pulls a shotgun on him and shoots him in the face. He screams and he, he runs. She doesn't kill him at this point, but he screams and runs out of the house. The next morning, Harry turns up and sees the blood all over the place. She's in the house, in her bed, curled up in a little ball, completely uh, catatonic, essentially, from what happened the night before. Um, to cut a long story short, uh, Harry decides to go out and he finds the corpse in the woods a uh, short ways away of this guy Charles and he basically he buries him in the forest takes his car dumps it into the lake and tells her right forget this ever happened it's just a big cover up you know that they find out that this guy's dead and you killed him you're going to go away for a long time and the rest of the episode uh, she keeps seeing the corpse of this guy, he keeps turning up everywhere she looks she sees this guy during the night uh, she hears some, something, someone sneaking about outside the house and she gets up, she looks out through the curtains and the guy's car that was sunken to the bottom of the local lake is sitting outside the house and she screams, wakes the boyfriend, he's like, he's here He's, oh, he's like, no, you're crazy. He's, he's buried out in the forest, and she's like, his car's outside. And when he goes to the window, the car's gone. So she feels that she's going slowly crazy throughout the episode. And the fact that she's recovering from mental illness in the past isn't helping her case in any way, shape, or form. By the end of the episode, coming up towards the end of it, they look for uh, help in the form of a fortune teller sort of woman played by 
Nia Nadasi, uh, Margaret she's called in this, and she comes and does a, a seance at the house. But the spirit is too strong for her to deal with, so they uh, decide they're going to call on this uh, Indian psychic sort of a fella, and he's over in some other country. Whenever they ring him, he refuses to come. But Catherine Lee Scott's character finds out that he's trying to build some sort of foundation in England, so she decides, okay. How much money does he need? If he comes, sorts this out, I'll give him the money he needs for this here. It's 120 or 150,000 pounds he needs for this. So he agrees to come by the end of the episode. Uh, they're having this big seance and the, uh, the ghost of Charles appears and he's like, I will be avenged, I will be avenged. And she screams, runs into the next room, locks the door. And there's the shotgun sitting and a load of bullets for it. And she takes the gun and she actually turns it on herself at the end of the episode. So that's kind of where I was expecting it to go. I'm not going to tell you exactly how this episode finishes off. But it is such a poetic way to finish this episode off. I was just at the end of this I was like, that's class. That is such a good end to this story. Um, really, really good. I don't want to spoil it for you. Like, I gave you a lot of stuff that happens in this episode. Like, I pretty much went, not step for step, but you, you've got a pretty good layout in this video of what happens in the episode. But the closing three or four minutes of this episode are just beautifully done. And the final... Just before the credits start to roll, that final few moments was just, yes, that is as perfect as this episode could have ended. Really, really good. Go and check it out. This has been a production of Coins Edge Media. Thank you so much for listening.